What is up? Welcome to the commencement. I am Zach Roth. I'm here with Alex Grossman. What's up? We have a special guest on today, Colin Hardy. Hello. Um, he is a analytics major, right? Your Very analytical person. Sport analytics, yep. Yeah, so he'll have a lot to say about these topics, maybe from a different point of view. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so let's let's start this one off. Um, uh, NFL offseason has been going on. There's been a lot of moves made, and I think let's start it off. I mean, we're here in New York. Uh, well, two of us are New Yorkers. So Jets got Corey Davis, Giants got Kenny Galladay. Um, so I want to hear from you guys. Who do you think is the bigger acquisition? Um, Zach, you can go first. Um, I think as as a as a player, I think Corey Davis might be the more notable acquisition. But who will have the bigger impact on their team is going to be Kenny Galladay because the Giants are just definitely better than definitely better than the Jets um, and. Receiving core wise, I think Kenny Galladay has a lot bigger of an impact, but Corey Davis for the Jets is just a huge, huge upgrade. They have had no one like that um, in, in the past like couple of years, and it's just what 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 better way to make a new receiving core than Corey Davis on the Jets? Um, but yeah, Kenny Galladay definitely will have a bigger impact just because the Giants are probably a better team, have the better quarterback, and probably will go farther than the Jets will. So. Uh, I agree. Kenny Galladay being a top seven, top eight receiver when healthy. Um, last year, you know, had, had most of it injuries, but um, Corey Davis, I'm not too high on him, to be honest. Um, granted, he was playing with Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. He hasn't put up the stats like Kenny Galladay is. Galladay was, I believe, led the league in uh, touchdown receptions with a better quarterback, right, Matt Stafford. Um but you know, he can be Daniel Jones' security blanket, uh, be that physical receiver out on the outside to go get jump balls, be the red zone presence. Um, and, you know, the Jets really need to figure out what they're doing with Sam Darnold, um, whether they're in the draft, they protect him with Penesul or go get, you know, a Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, one of those big receiver guys, um, or a good quarterback. The Jets just need to figure out what they're doing with the quarterback. And, you know, hopefully Corey Davis can help Darnold figure it out, but uh, we'll see, you know, uh, what they do. Yeah, I, I, I agree that Galladay is the better player. Um, and I'm a Giants fan. I obviously want him to succeed very well on the Giants. But I should bring up that, like, the Giants have a lot of offensive weapons. Um, when you For consider sure. that, like, Barkley is a great receiver, too. And – you know, you have Rudolph now and a bunch of other guys. So, like, if Evan Ingram, I think he can do what he's supposed to. Yeah, I mean, Evan Ingram. Class. So it's like Galladay at times just might not be needed too much, whereas I think Davis is just always gonna have to be given the ball by the Jets, whoever the Jets' quarterback is, just because their lack of talent. So it's like Davis has the potential to be just a bigger higher usage guy. That's what I'm trying to say. Just depending um, on who the Jets keep at that quarterback position. Like if it's yeah. Sam Darnold and Sam Darnold continues to do what he's done, then Corey Davis is going to do nothing. There's been flashes. And if maybe in 
three or so plays per game. But other than that, no, it, it, it's nothing. We, we don't we don't see any Sam Darnold action. I want to see Sam Darnold action. I had so much he had so much promise when they drafted him, and then he just kind of fell off. And I think like if he can real if he can if he can take it to the next level, he can like actually become a quarterback that succeeds and plays to his to his potential. Like he could be a top quarterback, and it's just. Uh, they also have to give Robert, uh, the Robert Sala, correct? Or Robert Sala, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he they need to give him a shot with Darnold because Adam Gase absolutely destroyed. Yeah, absolutely just destroyed the team and Darnold. Um, you know, with the quote about seeing ghosts, um, that's not good for your starting quarterback to be seeing ghosts. Um, and I'm sure a lot of that you can blame on Gase. Um, so we'll see what Sala, who's this great energy guy, um, his teams has loved him in the past. We'll see what he can do with Darnold. Um, and if it doesn't work out, then there's plenty of quarterbacks. There are all of the quarterbacks coming up from college. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so another big thing we've seen is with the Arizona Cardinals getting J.J. Watt and A.J. Green, um, which is very interesting because they're, they're kind of an odd team because you have such a young quarterback, and then they kind of do have a bunch of veteran guys already there. Um I'm kind of skeptical about these moves because I feel like they're both, I mean, they're both into their thirties. They've had so many injuries each. It's like, I I don't see a scenario where they're both healthy for the full year. And like, it's, I, it's not really high risk. Um, I, I don't see it working out. I don't know. I, I just don't see them being better than the Rams who made a huge upgrade at quarterback. Um, and then the Seahawks, that'll be an interesting look. Um, they should be fairly similar uh, record-wise at the end of the year. And then the 49ers, if Garoppolo stays healthy, yeah, he's not the game-changing quarterback that, you know, a lot of Super Bowl-winning teams have, but he's a solid starting quarterback. Um, well, if it is Garoppolo. That's true, yeah. Um, and, you know, last year they finished 6-10, and 10, but with Garoppolo it could be, I don't know, 10-6, and, 10 and six. who knows? Oh, well, actually, seventeen game season. So, yeah, that is true. <laughs> so ten and seven, I guess, or eleven and six, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, just taking that, uh, taking that point, I think that the that division is very, very competitive. I mean, all the teams are pretty similar in terms of skill base, and it's going to be really interesting to see who wins that division. They got, they have uh, a couple really young team, a couple young cores, a couple good quarterbacks. You know. They said let Russ cook, and then Russ didn't cook at the end. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, he, he at was, the beginning of the year he was game. cooking, but at the end of the year, Russ wasn't cooking. So if Russ can cook, maybe the Seahawks take it. But I, I do see the car. I do see the Cardinals looking like they want to upgrade and and take that take that division with by storm. Possibly it might be interesting. Their pass rush is going to be just straight scary with Chandler Jones, who last year is slowed down here, but in the previous years, I believe he was number one in sacks. Uh, over the combined, whatever, six, seven years. Um, Hassan Raddick last year was fourth in the league in sacks with 12 and a half. And J.J. Watt, just the presence of J.J. Watt, uh, I believe three-time defense player of the year, Yeah, um, just will keep doubles away from Chandler Jones and Hassan Raddick. Um, so I expect that defense to be scary. Well, yeah, and we saw in the Super Bowl what a great pass rush could give you. That's, I mean, For sure. that was the biggest thing, though. Won the Buccaneers the Super Bowl, in my opinion. <laughs> So, 
yeah, it's just about can can these guys stay on the field? Because Watts missed a lot of games. Um, and can that I think that combined with that tough of a division, I don't see the Cardinals making the playoffs. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. It's too tough. It's too many hard games. Um, kind of staying in that division. Uh, so the Rams now have Matt Stafford. Um, and I, a lot of people have been saying that the Rams easily won that trade. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Um, I mean, I can. Uh, I'll I'll put my put my two cents in there. Um, actually, quick quick sidebar. Um, I remember where I was when I saw this trade. I was sitting in the parking lot of Carvel with my cousin. My cousin says to me, "Matt Stafford went to the Rams," and I I was like, "Why would he do that?" I had no, I, you know, I was like, what, what's going on? I was like, where did, where's Goff going? Like, I was like, what, because all it said was Matt Stafford to the Rams. And then I saw that Goff went to the Lions and I, and I was just kind of, I was just like, what I didn't really understand the, I didn't really understand the point of that, you know, the trade. Um, but now looking into it, I, 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 I do think that the Rams won the trade. I mean, Stafford is just, he is, he's a really good quarterback. I think he's, I think he's very underrated. Um, he doesn't really get much press. He's in the Detroit who never has had any success. And, you know, if he can, if he, ha- now he has some really lethal receivers, pretty good tight end. He's got a decent offensive line, really good defense. I think he can, he, I think he can do well um, with, with, with the weapons that he has now. And, you know, we should, we, we, I think we, I think we'll see a pretty big um, upgrade from from Stafford and we can see that you know he is that great quarterback that he you know that he that he always should have been on the Lions I entirely agree uh, Stafford has an arm to take the top off the defense uh, kind of an under the radar sign it was Deshaun Jackson granted he's 34 but he still has the burners he can uh, just run past corners um, take the safeties deep open up those holes in the middle for the guys like Cooper Cup um, and same with Robert Woods. He was an Olympic uh, hurdler. Um, so obviously he can run. Um, <laughs> and then Syracuse grad, Tristan Jackson, rookie. Um, he probably won't do too much, but having a great quarterback with Stafford, huge upgrade from Tommy DeVito at Syracuse. Uh, Massive upgrade. I'm not a fan of him. Nobody's a fan of him here. Um, but, you know, Stafford's big. Uh, granted, the uh, Rams sent – two first rounders and a third rounder to the Lions for, uh, in, in addition to golf. And for the Lions, that makes sense. They're getting rid of their franchise quarterback building for the future with those first round picks. Um, and the Rams are in not great shape salary wise. So in the future, those first round picks may be, maybe become, uh, you know, early first rounders. Yeah. I mean, I'd say the Rams won the trade and it's, I'm just now thinking about it. Um, I'm realizing how bad the Lions are going to be next year, because here's the thing: I don't, I don't really watch too much Lions, but from what I know, their offense has been their strength. I mean, hasn't been insane, but it's been their strength. And now you lose Stafford, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. I like, guess it's just Hawkinson now. <laughs> DeAndre Swift yeah. still. Yeah, DeAndre yeah, Swift. They're, like, they're 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 uh, they're back. Who's not gonna terrible, throw to though? It's like, I guess he's gonna throw to TJ Hawkinson. Bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> Goff and TJ Hawkinson, the dynamic duo. I, I I like that though. I don't dislike that. I think, you know, what we can we maybe we'll, maybe we'll watch TJ Hawkinson have a crazy year with Jared Goff throwing to him. I, I, I'd like to see that. 
Yeah, I just I think it's gonna go downhill for Goff because uh, he doesn't have Cup and Robert Woods anymore. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't think it can go up. Let's say that <laughs> I, there, there's yeah, there's no rising from there. It's only downfall. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so we also uh, we actually mentioned this before. NFL is changing to a 17 game season. So I guess it's 18 weeks total with a bye. So it's going to be weird. And I almost feel bad for players in the past who like set records because if someone sets a record now for, you know, whatever it is, it's like, how do you compare that? And should it be allowed? Like in like single game. season record. Yeah, like a single season passing yards, rushing yards, or even or even is. career yeah. yards. I mean, like, like let's say sure, a yeah. new new person comes up, always playing a seventeen game season with seventeen game seasons, and you know that one game every year will add up for sure. I mean, yeah, it can add up to an extra season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Mahomes is probably going to be untouchable even with a sixteen game season. If he stays on the path, he's going to be miles above Brady uh, when he retires. But the 17th game, adding the 17th game, uh, Mahomes has yeah maybe 20 years left in the future, so that adds 17 more games or 20 more games to his career than what Brady would have had if he, if uh, you know with the 16 game season. Yeah, it's and also I, this reminds me of like with baseball expanding their playoffs, it's like, how do you compare playoff records now? And um, yeah, I mean, it's all. In the past, like the, the like benchmark for a successful uh, year by a running back was a thousand yards. Um, and now, I don't know, with, with an extra game, I feel like almost every single NFL starting running back should be at the thousand yard mark. Um, Cause when you look at it, majority of running backs are within the, I believe Derek Henry last year led with 1200 yards. That's um, wow, only, it's only 58 to 59 a game yards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's Derek Henry last year had 2000 yards. <laughs> um, but the, the 1000 yard mark has been the benchmark is like, did you start a running yeah. back have a good year? Um, so that number will have to change. Um, I think from the general fan consensus, it, it's, that we think that the players don't like this extra game. Um, but that is only because the star players don't like it because they get paid regardless. But so, cause like Alvin Kamara just recently tweeted out that this is not a good idea. Um, obviously not verbatim because there's some bad words in there. Um, but like the, you know, the, the 50th guy in the roster, they, they get, a, they get a pay increase from this. Um, but you know, the stars getting paid 20 million a year, uh, their, that extra game doesn't do anything for their salary. It gives them very little marginal money. Um, so hopefully the players are okay with this. Um, the new, uh, what is it? Uh, CPA? CBA. CBA agreement. Uh, they last year got accepted through like the COVID. All the voting got thrown off. Um, so it's, it's quite contentious. Um, but, you know, we'll just have to see how it turns out. Yeah. So let's move on to baseball talk. Uh, the regular season is two days away, starting Thursday, uh, April 1st. Opening day should be a national holiday. 
I agree. Yes. <laughs> and actually, MLB opening I, day is the best opening day. I believe this is the first year that every team is playing on opening yes, day. Yes, it is. Which I love. I think it's just it's just a great way to open the sport. Spring is yeah. back. Baseball's back. I love it. It's always you can smell you can smell the flowers in the air. You could hear exactly. the birds chirping. The morning one ten baseball just like it doesn't disappoint. Um, you know, I, I I do go to Mets opening day every year, um, and I'm not very happy about the fact that I won't be going this year um, due to the very limited amount of tickets. Um, I didn't go last year, obviously, because, uh, you know, that that didn't – there wasn't really an opening yeah, day. It was um, July. Yeah, so – and there was no fans. So let's make our playoff predictions – it is kind of early because there's going to be a ton of injuries and oh, yeah, of course, like things. always. But you you got to where we are like where this. we are now. Our current roster is what do we think? Yeah. Um. So we'll just do like who's making the playoffs. Um. For now, in a later episode, we'll go deeper into that. So American League East, I have the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. Yankees as well. I mean, yeah. I think I think that's pretty much a pretty much a, a set. I don't think there's anyone in the AL East that's – I mean, there are a couple – the Blue Jays are, are are good. I think the Rays are good as well. Um, I just I just think the Yankees are going to run away with it. Um, their team is just really solid, made a lot of upgrades as well. And, I mean, Kluber, that's definitely an upgrade. Um, the, the, their rotation is, is much better than last year, yes. Um, yes. And, and their, their, their lineup has, has been great. I mean – they can continue. They can stay healthy. That's the main thing. That's, Staying healthy is, is, the, is, is really is the main thing. Judge, Stanton, they can stay healthy. It really – they'll. We already have a bunch of injuries, which is annoying. Voight. Um, yeah, Voight's out for like a month. Zach Britton is out for about a month, I believe. Um, obviously, Severino's missing a couple months. So, I think Justin Wilson got hurt. Uh, I actually think we'll be opening the season without any lefties in our bullpen. Oh, that might Chapman be difficult. It's uh, suspended the first two games. So, yeah. What we'll, did he do? It was throwing at Brasso, I believe. Oh, I didn't know he got suspended for that. Huh. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens with that. I think with um, the three batter minimum, that, that kind of slightly uh, makes that no lefty thing in the bullpen slightly less important. But Yeah, I agree. And we can certainly still win. So, yeah. Um, and then, do you guys have anyone else in the American League East making it? Or I, I personally don't. I have the Rays, um, just because their young team, Juan DeFranco, is going to get called up. Uh, Luis Patino, who they got returned from mm-hmm. the Blake Snell trade. Um, a Rosa Arena last year's uh, breakout star in the postseason. If I mean, he's not going to keep up what he did in the postseason, but if he can be a solid uh, starter, then I believe they can challenge the Yankees. I don't. Don't think that they'll pass them in the uh, standings at all. I don't think they'll win the AL East. I think they'll get the wild card because um, Bettino, Bettino is a just a he can he's a superstar in the making, uh, and they didn't lose anybody else other than Blake Snell. Um, so I got the Rays. Zach, um, I I don't have anyone else. I mean I agree. I think the Rays do have a do have a potential run. I mean I just I just don't see them. I think they're a, I think they're definitely teams that will do better um, and make, I mean, have better records, make the wild card. Um, but I, I, I do see them as a team of the future for sure. They're very young, young core. 
who can make a difference sometime soon. I got to go on a quick one minute rant about the Rays because I don't understand the hype. I personally, I, I understand they made the World Series. Now, I also think, first of all, no one even knew who Rosarena was before last year, like at the beginning of the season. Like he wasn't even on people's minds. So obviously no one was expecting him to do anything he did, yet people still predicted the Rays to win the World Series. or I mean, not, not necessarily win the World Series. To be a contender. So it's like, and if a Rosarena didn't do that, they the Rays would not have done that. Yeah, but and they still made the playoffs without him. In a 60-game season with Charlie Morton and Blake Snell. And so now this year, it's like, okay, maybe a Rosarena will keep that up, but their pitching got worse. They got, I, Chris Archer was good with them before he got, got a, a Michael Walker, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, he's nothing to write home. They don't. About, but. They don't replace the guys they lost. So I. I don't get it. I mean, I think we'll see. I, I think they. The, I think what they got going for them is they're really young. That's that's the main thing. And they're up. They're, of course. Yeah. They're, they're 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 coming up. They're they're not they're not going down. They're they're rising. Um, they they've got really really good young stars who, if they can if they can play like if like like Colin said if Feroz Arena can play anything close to what he did in the postseason like. That that's that's insane, um, and the young guys they have, I think, can can definitely form a, a solid team around. So AL Central, I have the White Sox. Um, I do as well. I don't think they're quite as good as everyone. Some people say they are, but I think the Twins and Indians have weaknesses that will be exposed. I agree. I'm, I'm um, a, I'm a huge Lucas Giolito fan. Um, I mean, I think that that might be partly due to the 99 diamond dynasty card I have of him. Uh, but that's that. I don't think, I don't think that's the reason. I mean, I think he's just a really good pitcher. Um, he's, he's, I mean, I, I think he, I think he's got it. Um, I, I like, I like Jose Abreu as well. Um, I think the team solid. Um, I think, I don't think they make it that far, but I do think that they can win the division. Um, with with a solid team they have, I I have the Twins actually. Um, I think the Eloy injury will hurt uh, the White Sox. Uh, the White Sox still have one of the best lineups in the league, even without Eloy. Um, but I have the Twins. Um, you know they added uh, Alex Colomay to replace Sergio Ro- uh, Sergio Romo, um, and they're just solid all around the field. There is still one that they have the same core that led the league uh, in history in home runs. Uh, Nelson Cruz is one of the greatest sluggers of all time. Uh, he's going into his year, uh, what, 42 season? Um, yeah. And still, he, he's 40. And I mean, it, it's expected that he hits 40 home runs. Um, and just Byron Boxing in center is an absolute masterclass of, of, uh, in center field. Um, Kent Maeda was the kind of breakthrough last year. Um, so if you can keep that up. Uh, the Twins, it'll be between the Twins and White Sox, in my opinion. The Indians just blew it up. Uh, Carrasco, Lindor, Kluber, it was a couple years ago, but they're just not the same team they were. I think it's only Bieber at this point. Yeah. And I have, I have the Twins making the wild card, so. Um, I do. I think I do as well. I have the White Sox as the other wild card, so there's, yeah, not too much. Okay, yeah. 
But yeah, I think it will certainly be close. And then AL West, I think if there's any year that the Angels win the division, it's this year because the Astros have gotten a lot worse and Altuve struggled a lot last year. I don't see him being the player that he was at one point. And Verlander, is Verlander missing the full season? I think he is. Um, so it's just like, if you're going to rely on like a 36-year-old Zach Granke to <laughs> get yeah. you 20 wins, uh, I just don't see it happening. If anybody can pitch 20s old, it is Granke. Um, but I, I do agree. I mean, yeah, I, I think that, I think they, they have a chance at the wild card. Um, I, I do have them in the wild card. I just, I think so that. So what do you guys I, I have the, I have the Oakland days. Um, I think they're really they're really good. Um, they past couple of years they've just they've showed they showed out every single year. Um, I, I really love Matt Olson. Um, Loriano is really good as well. Matt Chapman obviously is a really good fielding third baseman. Um, Manea, they've got really good pitching. I think I think there's I don't think there's anything they don't have. Um, I think they're definitely a little bit under the radar, but they they, they do have a lot. I agree with the A's winning that division. The Angels just don't have the starting pitchers. As much as I want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs, I just don't think it'll happen because the starting pitching. Yeah, I mean, I really, I really want Mike Trout to get a ring. I, I, I it, it needs to happen, and I really don't think it will. But um, I mean, you know, him and Rendon are pretty filthy. But you know, if if they don't have the pitching to back it up, then yeah, Shohei is always going to be exciting. Yeah, always. And so I do have the. Um, I have Houston being a wild card team. Me as well. Um, meaning I don't see Oakland making the playoffs. Uh, I just don't think they have enough. I think that I think they, they have a lot they more have, than the than than, than the Angels. Talent. It's just, but I but like I think we I think we here's the thing. Okay, go ahead. I'm a big David Fletcher fan. All right. No, I love David I, Fletcher. I, I like Otani enough. I no, I like Otani as well. Um, you have Joe Adele coming up in the outfield, and a guy I actually recently found out about, Jared Walsh, their first baseman. Um, he was a rookie last year, put up great numbers. I think this could be a very good Angels lineup. I mean, I agree. And I mean, their lineup is very good. I mean, I, you, I think I think you can't really deny that. I mean, I just. I think their pitching is where they lack. I mean, you, you like, I, I we I think we've decided we decided like we're well, not we decided, but it's pretty obvious that you know if you don't if you don't have pitching, like if you can't if you can't go deep into games with your pitchers, then it's really hard to win. I mean, historically, most of the teams that do really really well are the ones that have the great pitching, and I think it's it's really difficult. I, I think it's difficult for me in my mind to the Angels making it just because of their lack of pitching. The, the, the starting rotation is Dylan Bundy, Andrew Heaney, Jose Quintana, Griffin Canning, Alex Cobb, and then Shohei, who may or may not pitch. Um, and that rotation just like, I don't know, if all those pitchers were categorized with one word, it's just like boring. Like, Yeah, I agree. There's no I, fun I don't names th- in that. I don't, think there's a, I don't think there's an ace. I don't think there's a number one. I think most of those guys are number three on, on, on good teams. Yeah. So it's just – I mean, I don't know if, I mean, if their lineup, if they can go, you know, five, six runs a game, maybe, but, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to do that. Like, I mean, I don't think they can consistently put up that many runs 
And, you know, I think it's just difficult, like difficult to see. They don't have that pitching. I mean, maybe get a couple pitching prospects that can, you know, strengthen the lineup, maybe strengthen the bullpen, and maybe I can see them making a run, but I don't know about this year. So NL East, uh, Atlanta Braves. As much as I love to say the Mets, I think the Braves are just unstoppable. I yeah, mean, that's a filthy division. It's really, I, I oh, mean, I think is. the Marlins um, made the playoffs last year, and then the other four teams are just incredible. So, yeah, I, I'm a big Braves believer. Um, I think once Freed and Soroka are both pitching, and the lineup is just nasty. Like, there's no denying that. No, I mean, I um, agree. I'm a Mets fan, and I gotta say, like, I think. You know, a couple of years ago, I, you know, my friends used to like say, oh, the division's terrible. You guys don't have a good division. And now we just, I, I mean, I, I'd say it's probably the best, one of the best divisions, probably the deep, it probably is the deepest division in, in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really difficult to be, you know, you know, the Mets, as a Mets fan, like we are like coming up this year, like Steve Cohen bought, bought, bought all these players, you know, we're, we're coming up. And now this is the year we're going to come up with all these great teams. Phillies, I think, are going to be good. The Nationals are going to be good. The Braves, I have winning. It's going to be difficult. And, you know, especially with the Marlins, like we didn't, you know, I, I didn't I didn't think the Marlins would make the playoffs last year, and they did. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting division for sure. Yeah, and I think I have Washington as a wild card. And I have the Mets um, as a wild card. I, I, yeah, I think those two teams are pretty close, but – in the end, I think the Nationals have better pitching. I agree. I think the pitching, the think, Nationals have the pitching edge. I think the Mets have the lineup edge. Um, potentially. I mean, I, I think Lindor is obviously a huge upgrade. I think a lot. I've we've I've seen Alonso um, upgrade a lot. Um, he's he's been working a lot during the offseason. He's looked really really strong in spring training. Um, Dom Smith is always a huge huge piece. Um, he, you know, he, you can rely on him to bat for average, hit home runs. Um, Michael Conforto as well. Um, I'm a really big Michael Conforto fan. He is, he's really good. And I feel like he's a little bit underrated. He gets, it's a little bit, he gets a little bit of negative hype in my opinion. Um, yeah. I just think that lineup wise, I think the Mets have it. I think pitching wise, they do as well. I mean, there's a little bit of injury going on right now in the rotation, Cindergaard will be coming back pretty soon. Got Carrasco on injury right now. Um, I mean, but, you know, I feel like it's nothing really to sleep on. DeGrom is DeGrom. Is DeGrom. I don't have to say anything about that. Um, I mean, you know, I think our four or five are a little bit iffy, but, you know, I, I think I think we can – I think it's going to be – th- let's just say this, um, final statement. I think it's going to be a very, very interesting division. It'll be really competitive. Uh, I don't have anybody other than the Braves making the playoffs out of that division because I think they're just going to beat up on each other. I agree. Um, I do. And, you know, no, like, I, I think behind the Braves, nobody stands out out of that pack. So they're just going to take wins away from each other. Um, and uh, another team from the NL is going to make the playoffs above or get the other wild card um, other than the Phillies, Mets, or Nationals. Okay. That's interesting. Um yeah, I think – I mean, I think when it comes down to it, some of those teams are just too talented for it to only be one. 
Um, but so let's talk about the central division. Um, I love the Arenado um, acquisition by I the do Cardinals. too. I really, I think that's huge. I thought they were already arguably the best team in that division. And then with Arenado, it's hard to say how, like, I don't know how they would not win the division as long as, you know, Flaherty, Arenado, Goldschmidt do what they do. I'm, I agree. Um, I mean, I, I, I do like the Brewers. I think they're a great team. I, I just think that the, the Cardinals now with, with that, New acquisition. I think. I think they they were great beforehand, like Alex said, and now they. I think it just put them to that next level. And I. I mean, I think they're gonna think. That, I think they'll take that division. Uh, I have the Brewers winning the division because Christian Yelich last year had uh, a severe down year for a perennial MVP candidate, and the Brewers pitching both rotation and bullpen is arguably top what three four in the in the for league. Sure. Um, so I have the Brewers winning it. Cardinals, yeah, Arenado's great. Uh, Goldschmidt, yeah, they're getting up there. Nolan Gorman uh, is the future of that franchise. He'll have to move, move to either left or right if they want to get his bat in the lineup. Um, but even my wild cards, the Cubs, over the I have, I have the Cubs getting the second wild card over the uh, Cardinals because um, the Cubs added Jock Peterson. Maybe he breaks out, maybe not. Um, but it's the same group of guys that won the World Series a few years ago. Granted, a little bit, um, a little bit older. And for Chris Bryant, and Anthony Rizzo, a little bit worse, even though Bryant is entering the prime years of his career. So for the NL West, I am going to guess that we all have the same thing. I, I think most people have the same thing. I don't think it's possible to not have the same thing. Yeah. I yeah, think so the, Dodgers, then the, Padres. The reigning, uh, the reigning um, World Series champions. I, 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 I mean, I envy the Dodgers. As a Mets fan, another NL team fan, they, they're, they're ridiculous. Their lineup is insane. Their pitching goes so deep. Um, I mean, they've always got eight starters on deck. They've got a great bullpen. There's nothing they don't have. Um, and they've got a farm system, too, which is scary. Their farm system is yeah. really insane. <laughs> yeah. And that, and they always have their their top three pitchers in their AAA system are MLB ready at all times, which I think is just scary. Uh, it's scary to think about. And I mean, I I don't I don't think I don't think there's anything else to say. Um, it, it's sad to call the Padres the second best team in that division with all the moves they made, um, and even the past year, like the signing of Hosmer, uh, Will Myers, um, and the Japanese um, they signed a Japanese standout to play second base, um, which was Jake Cronenworth, who had a great year last year. Um, but the Padres lineup is scary. Their rotation is great. Um, but just the Dodgers, the Dodgers. So, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I do have the Padres as a wild card. I think Yeah, we all do, I think, or yeah, we all do, but that that's insane to me. I think any other division they win for sure. Yeah. But uh, maybe the Yankees, but, so now for the awards, let's quickly go over who we have as our standout candidates uh, for MVP. I think, I mean, it's so boring to say Trout. No, I mean, I have Trout as it, well. Like, I, 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 but he's just I'll, so good. I'll I mean, say this. If Judge stays healthy, he is a very strong candidate. Uh, I mean, I I'm agree. not calling him better than Trap. No, I mean, yeah, I know you. Yeah, um, obviously you are not. I mean, I, 
I just think Yankees fans are very high on Aaron Judge. I mean, yes, he's very good, but you know that that's saying it's. I think it's saying a lot that he's staying healthy. I mean, he he really just he he's like never on the field. I mean, he he, <laughs> okay, he that's a little no. Cool. He's never on the field. I mean, he <laughs> no. doesn't play. I mean, yes, when he plays, he's really good. I mean, obviously, he he had one less home run than Pete Alonso his rookie year. Um, yes, I had to phrase it like that. Um, but you know, when he's on the field, he's amazing, but I think it's a lot to ask for him to stay on the field. Yeah, I agree. Trout. Um, I, I went very boring with my picks. I said Trout Soto, uh, Garrett Cole and Jacob DeGrom. Yes, they're all boring. Um, but wow. X factor Chris Sale. Um, but you know, they're the best in the game. You can't argue against them. Um, you know, they're the odds on favorite for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't – I have to agree. I mean, I, I have Trout and Soto winning the um, the MVPs. I mean, yes, boring, but, you know, I think it's just – they really do stand out. Um, I think Cy Young, I have DeGrom. I mean, as a – no bias. I mean, maybe a little bit of bias, but DeGrom is just – he's an ace. Like, he, I think he's filthy. His, his fastball got even faster. Slider is insane. Um a, maybe a little bit of a hot take. I have Giolito winning the AL Cy Young. Um, like I said earlier, I'm a big Giolito fan. Um, but I think, yeah, overall pretty boring, not going to lie. Yeah, so for me with Cy Young, I'm going to go with some interesting picks. Not really hot takes, just not guys you would think of at first. And in the American League, I'll go Zach Plezak because I think – Part of it is just that the Indians always have great pitching. Not even Shane Bieber. No, Zach Plezak was amazing last year um, oh, for his yeah, age for 25 sure. season. And I think building off of that on the Indians at 26 years old, I see a really strong season for him. And then with Woodruff, he's he lowered his ERA down to 305 last year. He's the ace of that Brewers team, gets a lot of strikeouts, and he's right in, in the heart of his prime. I think he's I mean, a very strong I mean, candidate, too. The issue with that, not trying to bias myself, but I think I, – I, I don't I don't think – I mean, I think the – I mean, DeGrom, I think the Do, some of the Dodgers pitchers, I think some of the Padres pitchers, I think there's so many great pitchers in the National League. Same as the American League, there's so many great pitchers. I mean, I agree. I think Woodruff has a great season. I just don't know if I can see him taking the Cy Young. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. There's obviously, like, as Colin said, there are those – the clear favorites for each. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's always guys that come out that you weren't expecting. So maybe someone none of us mentioned today. You never know. Devin Williams. Uh, so let's let's end the show with what we always do: the hot take analysis. This time, our guest Colin will give it to us. Yes, uh, I have uh, Juan Soto hitting 400, 400 batting average by the end of the year. Um, I was on. I was listening to ESPN's uh, daily podcast. Jeff Passan believes that Jeff uh, Juan Soto will hit four hundred by June, but I believe Juan Soto will hit four hundred the entire year. Hasn't done since Ted Williams, but uh, Juan Soto is the best hitter in the game right now. 
the best. Um, last year, he only had 351, which is quite a ways away from 400. Um, <laughs> it's a shortened season. Uh, but, you know, his eye is elite. He's going into his age 22 season. Um, and he's already playing at an MVP caliber level as a 21-year-old. So he's only getting better. Um, his eye, your eye just doesn't get worse. Like that, that's one, like it's a mental skill. So it doesn't get worse over time. If anything, it's better. Um, and I just, if anybody can do it, I believe it's Juan Soto to, to break that 400 barrier. Yeah. So I'm a huge Juan Soto fan. Me as well. I, I mean, I even as a Mets fan, um, yeah, it's great. I have him for MVP and me as yeah, well. Too. I'm going to say he'll hit 380 at the highest. It's I think 400 is a so huge hard. number. It's 400 so is a huge number. That's that's four out of every ten times you come to the come come at bat. I mean, it is a batting average. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I just it, it, it's really. Oh, I mean, I think like Colin said, if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be him. Um, it's it's just a very it's just really really high. I mean, I, I can see it. I, I mean, I think it's definitely possible um, with his skill. Um, I just it's very very high. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely that's, possible. Yeah. Well, last year, an on base was of a four ninety. That's just out of this world. Um, oh yeah, but we're saying batting average here. Yeah, uh, um, I believe it. Uh, that's a that's a hot take in my opinion. <laughs> even with as how much I love Soto, I, I, get, I think we get Cortland in here to decide if that's a hot take or not. <laughs> We got Cortland here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna ask him the question. Do you think that it's a hot take that Juan Soto hits 400 this year? 400 is a lot. 400, <laughs> 400 is a lot. But I could see him winning. I could see him. I could honestly see him winning the batting title again. But I don't know about 400 though. That yeah, is a hot take. Bat, batting title. Definitely. Batting title for sure. But 400 is 400 is tough. We all have him at MVP. Yeah. But I think our hot take for the is day is 400. Um, that would be an insane – that's an insane take. But, I mean, I think if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be him. And so does the go. <laughs> Thank you so much for the, for the, for the input from All our, right. from our very own national fan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, thank you guys for listening. That's all we got for today. Um, we'll catch you next time on the commencement. Yeah, thanks, Colin. See you next time. Peace.